0: The following is paid programming. The views do not represent that of JVC Broadcasting, its
1: staff, or management. What are you doing? What are you doing? Come on. You never light a cigar that way. You use a wooden match. Preserves the flavor, you see. (laughs)
2: Broadcasting live at the world-famous Casa de Monte Cristo Cigar Lounge in Boynton Beach, Florida. Kiss My Ash Radio. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of fine cigars. With Honest Abe, Adam K., the Brewmeister, and the lovely Lady M. Listen to the show anywhere in the free world at kissmyashradio.com. Smoke like some Winston Churchill
3: Like John Kennedy, yeah. Remember coach Red I walk up for victory, yeah. Well you can take my wife You can take my car But you can't take my big cigar My cigar
4: Libertarians and lovers of Is
5: there an echo or do you just want to do the intro?
4: Good
5: morning. Good morning. You're listening to Kiss My Ash Radio. I'm your host, Honest Day, with my gang, Adam K., the Brewmeister. Ahoy, hoy. And the lovely Lady Good
4: morning.
5: We are broadcasting in front of a live audience right here in the heart of Boynton Beach, Florida at the world-famous Casa de Monte Cristo Cigar Bar. Got an exciting show for you all today. Very interesting. But speaking of today, how was your morning?
4: Um, it was really great. Yes. Yes, it's Kinkin's birthday. One Kinkin's? Kinkin.
5: It's Kinkin's birthday. Kingston. Kingston. So I birthday.
4: laid in bed with him, and I let him chew his bone on the bed. He's not allowed to do that. And
6: wow, you are just so amazing. You, know? you, do, you don't understand. I had a, I sat her down a couple of weeks ago, and I said, "Listen, you and I need to talk. I'm very worried about your relationship." With your dog. It's, it's
4: like, it's it's my child, Have you had a dog before? I, when I was a kid, not my own, but like mm. when you get your first dog, it's like your child, and it's like he is. It is. We're doing a, it... we're doing a, a birthday party today at the beach, and I had a dog cake.
6: <laughs> Once again. He's really
4: special. Now, <laughs> like
6: go, to, I said.
5: Did you go to a special, like, doggy place to I, make a dog cake? I just cake?
4: Pinterest one. You just make it. Yeah, like which is like flour and like peanut butter and honey and stuff, and then you throw a dog are bone on it. Are you going to eat some of the cake with him? You know what? I could. It's edible for humans. Yeah, I'm just but no, I'll just put it on the. F-
5: it's a f- you're not even going to have a piece of your own dog's. Cake. I, I might What's take a bite. I,
4: but it's his cake. Right.
5: <laughs> are, are you invited? To this Eddie, party, you're Adam? looking at me with I disgust. I don't want to go.
4: <laughs> I actually told Adam he was uninvited after he gave me a hard time about it. Was
5: he invited originally? Everybody was. I'm, I'm, I was Everybody I never got invited. It,
4: it, it's just a thing. Everybody's I never got invited, invited because I haven't told anybody yet.
5: You haven't told anybody yet. The party's today.
4: You're not gonna make it. You're busy today.
5: I know, but that still doesn't—that still doesn't cover the point that I got it, didn't get invited.
4: Well, it was—it was, it was I,
5: no. I didn't oh, get. Okay.
6: If I don't get a formal invitation, kind of, I'm not invited to anything ever. It's kind of ever.
4: tentative right now because of the storm. I did not know what, if I had to reschedule it for next weekend or not. Oh.
6: Once again, if I don't get a formal invitation to anything, I don't assume I'm invited ever. Obviously.
5: That's a very good assumption. Probably mm-hmm. the only good assumption
6: you ever made. Thank you.
4: That could work out in the good or the bad. So should I lose your wedding invitation then?
5: Whose wedding invitation? Mine. Oh. (laughs) To him. him? Did you invite him? Of
4: course I did.
5: Well, I don't know now. I was a little surprised. Really? Oh, God. Why?
4: I've known this guy for years. I know you
5: have, but you also come to my office on a weekly basis and tell me how much you detest him. That's (laughs) not true, Adam. It's so true. Look at you. Don't be a douche. Don't throw you under the bus? Yeah, you can say that. Don't throw you under the bus. I
4: can say how he annoys me.
5: Yeah, do Okay. well, yeah.
4: You said a rough, You though.
5: said I can't stand him. Um, that's
4: not true. You know how he <laughs> likes to blow things out
5: of proportion. <laughs> you know that,
6: he does. There's truth in every there lie. Is. They there call is. Me honest, they call
5: me honest. But David.
4: I go to him and I tell Why? him. Why? I
5: tell him, him how much him. I detest him to his face all the time. I don't have to But You are
4: saying like every week. I don't do it every <laughs> week. I oh, so you've week. done it now. Yeah.
5: Ah, uh, the truth comes out.
4: How's What do you have planned for this weekend?
5: Uh, well, I can't really say right now. But, yeah, actually, I'm doing something with my wife. It's my wife's birthday tonight. And... We're having some friends and family over tomorrow.
4: If there's one person that I would like Kingston to share his birthday with, it would be Brandy.
5: Oh, who cares? Anyways, I'm back. Beyond the dog topics, uh, we got a great show. Moving for on to real people. Yeah, moving on to real people. Moving on to important things. Uh, as always, we got great giveaways on Kiss My Ash Radio. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Kiss My Ash Radio. Every Friday we post a social media word. If you know what this word is and you hear it during the course of the show today... Give us a call at 877-960-9960. Be the 10th caller, and you will win a five-pack of cigars, courtesy of Iconic and Recluse cigars who are uh, making some good stuff. Their new cigar is actually doing very well.
6: Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I smoked another one of those the yeah. other day.
5: Yeah. Yeah. I was like, yeah, good. It's doing very well. i got to admit, man, there's a, there's a brand that I looked at. Initially looked at it and said utter failure, and uh, it seems to be holding its own.
6: I, uh, th- The Amadeus even still.
5: Yeah, solid. I, <laughs> solid stuff. So. Flying off the <laughs> Literally is flying off the shelves.
6: Thank there you, we Colin. Go.
5: Thank you, Colin. But yeah, so... It's
4: crawling... It, well, I would... Uh, crawling doesn't make... Because it's spider is the thing. Or is that just recluse?
5: <laughs> what is she talking about? <laughs> oh, the, sp- is the, the, the iconic the yeah. spider? Oh, okay.
4: Because I would say it's flying off the shelf if it was like a bird logo, but it's crawling, but that doesn't make sense. It was
5: it's, a bad attempt at a joke. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, well, uh, also... Uh, we we'll get you some coffee. Yeah.
4: I need some. It's Speaking of coffee, like,
5: where's my staff? There's no there's no, there's no one she's in this... He's getting
4: me a bagel next door.
5: Really? Yeah. All right. That be, Where's the other one? Oh, there he is. Hiding behind <laughs> the yeah, counter. Um, Zykar. The fine folks at Zykar, makers of cutters and lighters guaranteed for life, give away to a KMA listener every week a fine product. And leading in, what are the fine folks at Zykar giving away... Today.
4: This week, when you're the 10th caller after hearing this sound, you are going to get the X8 Silver Cutter as well as the Executive Ash Can. This is a leather wrapped ash can, so it's the. I
5: actually like that ash can. I have one in my car. I use it. I know.
4: I see that. There's one in my car. And uh, the X8 Cutter, guaranteed for life, so two wonderful prizes, a $60 value.
5: You can find a photo of it on our Facebook page at Kiss My Ash Radio. And be a 10th caller when you hear that sound, and you'll win that wonderful prize. we got a show full of very interesting and exciting guests for you, uh, for you today. Uh, sitting with us right now is Eddie Ortega of Ortega Premium Cigars. Eddie, welcome to Kiss My Ash Radio.
7: Thank you for having me.
5: Thanks for coming up this morning. Good morning. Yep. Did, did we wake you up a little extra early? Uh nope. How long was it drive to feel, get away? I feel
7: bad now because I usually come up with stuff to give away too.
5: And I <laughs> ran out of the
7: house. I was running late <laughs> and I didn't bring anything. But I usually bring like, you know, five packs and stuff. <laughs> I'm sorry okay.
5: guys. <laughs> okay. But yeah, Eddie's gonna be joining us for our Meet Your Maker segment. And uh, we have a couple of, uh special guests. We have Jonathan DeTour. Is it DeTour or De Tore? Jonathan DeTore. Um, he's a writer for Cigar Advisor, a uh, online publication uh, that belongs to the famous smoke shop, and marketing copywriter. So uh, we're going to see what he's, going about, uh, he's all about. And also Stephen Witt, author of How Music Got Free, which is an insight to the explosion of illegal music downloads. I that am whole very genre. Very excited for that. Which book. Adam's like. I've never seen him more excited. Did you
4: about. read the book last night? I
5: don't think. He gets, I
6: don't know where to get the book. I didn't have it a lot of time.
5: Well our producer is required mm-hmm. I, I always said it like twenty times like before you could guess at least try, I guess a copy of the book before a show, but mm-hmm. you know, one of these days he actually might do his job.
6: Yeah. I'm yeah, I gotta tell you, the entire thing about the illegal music industry and it's a fascinating thing. Like it's <clears throat> the rise and fall of it was literally twenty years I have less to than say I got years. like
4: a fake um like, legal document one time saying that I was going to be sued for illegal downloads of music, and it scared the crap out of me. So ever since then, I've purchased music
5: now. Did you ever get one of those documents that said you won a million dollars? Well, I... Did you think you won?
4: Yeah. Okay. I realized (laughs) that it was fake later, but still, it scared me to the point now where I just buy my music.
5: Well, speaking of producer, we have a very special episode of Punish the Producer today, We're calling this one, What's in My Mouth? Oh, yeah. Lady M has went out and obtained three different, four different types of very rare foods, which I could say I've never tried.
4: Can I tell him where I got them from?
6: No. No.
5: Don't
4: even
6: give him a hint. Not even going to spoil it. Oh, yeah. We're going
5: to blindfold him, make him eat them, and see if he can guess what it is he's eating.
6: What's in my
5: mouth? And I promise you, none of it will be moving. Yes, he's yes. all happy.
6: Is any of it alive this week
5: no, Nothing it's not nothing's alive. alive. Well, well, I'm, I'm, I, I gotta
4: kill it first though.
5: Right? <laughs> Probably oh yeah, you might want to do that. You but. know what we It should, might be dead. We should have bought like some animal sounds and could have just like played, you know, <laughs> before we fed it to him. But we're gonna blindfold him and feed him some stuff for Planet producer, as always. My way of venting to our producer. Uh, after the break, uh, we're gonna have What's in the Box in a very new episode by Lady M craziest college courses of the twenty first century. I'm mean, kind of interested to hear what. Uh,
4: what uh, is the, being offered Yeah, the day fine, day.
5: the fine young students of America are studying today at Northwood University. <laughs> We're yeah. going to get into that right <laughs> after.
8: this.
2: Follow us on Twitter at
1: my Radio. Yeah, it's mandatory. Hey, cigar enthusiasts! Did you know your personal freedom to enjoy a fine cigar is affected by some form of smoking ban in all 50 states? Additionally, taxation on premium cigars is at its highest level in history, with some states taxing at an astronomical rate of 75%. Finally, there's a solution. CRA, Cigar Rights of America, is the first and only nonprofit public advocacy association fighting for your freedom to enjoy a fine cigar. Don't just sit there. Become part of the solution. Become a CRA member today. Membership is only $35 a year. That's less than $3 a month. And as a special bonus, CRA will send you two limited edition cigars as a way to say thank you for joining. Visit cigarrights.org for more information and to become a member.
0: is extremely aggressive and should be approached with caution
1: hi this is rocky patel and i'd like to invite you to try one of our decade cigars this premier cigar received a 95 rating from cigar aficionado one of the highest ratings ever afforded by that magazine It's a beautiful Ecuadorian Sumatra wrapper with fillers from Nicaragua and Honduras. This cigar is medium to full-bodied, rich, complex, yet elegant and well-balanced. I promise you, you're going to love the decade.
9: Try it. Bill Paley, Samuel Paley's grandson, has dedicated himself to creating cigars emblematic of the original La Polina brand created by his grandfather over a century ago. La Polina premium handmade cigars represent a marriage of the finest tobaccos blended by master artisans. La Polina has consistently received top honors from all industry publications, including Cigar Aficionado's Top 25 Cigars of the Year and Cigar Journal's Best American Made Cigar. La Polina, premium handmade cigars, available only at Fine Tobacconists.
2: Welcome back to Kiss My Ash Radio with Honest Abe, Adam K., the Brewmeister, and the lovely Lady M. we the the
4: have you heard um the new mm-hmm. mac song
5: no it reminds me
4: of um one of the songs from that movie with e- Easy and Ice Cube.
8: Uh huh. Wow. Straight out of Compton.
4: Yes, it, but it's like, uh, Colin, if you have it, can you play that new Macklemore du- Lewis song later in the show?
6: No, because last time we tried to ask for things, he's like, "No, we can't do it because Jason reprograms it during the week." Oh. And it's not on the fly anymore. Oh.
4: So. Is that something? I got faith.
5: It- I got faith in my man, Colin.
4: I know, Colin. We'll get it done. Do
5: it for us. Either way, welcome back folks. You're listening to Kiss My Ash Radio broadcasting live from the world-famous Casa Monte Cristo cigar bar right here in the heart of Boynton Beach, Florida. It is time to find out what's in the box.
3: Fast, fast, fast.
6: In the he world. He's I Colin saw Clark. a little insane asylum there. No, he, like, he, he started the wrong intro. It? It? That was uh... Cigar News. It's Colin, Colin. Whoops! might not be in the booth
5: today. Oh, that's Colin, alright. Hi,
6: Colin. Hey, buddy. How you doing? Hey, uh, living a dream, per usual.
5: <laughs>
6: that's what we like to hear. <clears throat> Cigar News for 8-29-2015 in the year of our Lord. This week, Davidoff of Geneva uh, finally opened up Davidoff of Geneva in the Buckhead neighborhood of Atlanta. It is the second new Davidoff of Geneva since 1911 to be opened in the United States. Corporate store. Corporate store, that is. Yes. yes. Not just a Davidoff lounge. It is a Davidoff... Well, there's
5: store. a couple Davidoff stores that are owned by independent people, yes. too. All the ones in Vegas and whatnot, but yeah, yeah,
6: corporate store. Yeah. The other being the one in New York City. Do
4: they just sell Davidoff? No. I'm assuming? No. No, no, no. they don't.
6: No, no. no. It is a 3,000-square-foot store with five areas, including a 1,000-square-foot lounge, a VIP members' lounge, and conference room. Davidoff of Geneva has created special cigars for each store's opening, and Atlanta is no different. The Davidoff Atlanta Exclusive 2015 is a 652 Belly Coso using an Ecuadorian Connecticut Rosa wrapper and Dominican fillers and binders, as most Davidoffs usually are. The cigar is offered in a box of 10 with a hefty $25 price point. It is not, as with the other releases, the cigar features an image of the Atlanta skyline, and the cigar is limited to only those who visit the Atlanta location. Legislation,
5: the Boston suburb of Peabody.
4: How would you Peabody, like I would love to live in Peabody. I say,
5: how would you like to live in Peabody? you probably say it. Peabody. 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 The Boston suburb of Peabody. Massachusetts will be increasing the minimum age to purchase tobacco products and electronic cigarettes uh, before the end of the year. As the city's Board of Health unanimously approved the increase during its meeting on Thursday night, which drew out about 10 people with split opinions. 10 people.
4: Split opinions. They had no split way.
5: opinions. This, this, this legislation was so important to the town that 10 people came out with split opinions on the matter. With the change, Peabody becomes the latest municipality in the state to increase the purchase age from the current state minimum of 18 to 21 years old. This is a list that includes more than 70 cities and towns across America. The change will go into effect 120 days if there are no legal changes, and Peabody is home to approximately 52,000 residents of 10 who really cared about this law.
6: There was probably a Pat's preseason game on, so that's why they, yeah. they, they couldn't show up.
8: I'm just
5: here. I just.
4: <clears throat> I wonder what people think, like, changing it from 18 to 21.
6: Oh, yeah, it's
5: very important, you know, mm-hmm. God forbid. They can vote, but they shouldn't be able to have tobacco. Yes, they're, they're, they they have enough gumption and knowledge and maturity to elect the leader of the free world.
6: And to fight and die they, for us.
5: But they really can't make a decision well, on whether they, they want to smoke they either, a cigarette or not. They
4: need to get on the one page, you know, one age for everything.
5: It's just bureaucracy at its best. But on the upside... There was uh, a a attempt in Hermosa Beach uh, Council this week in California. They were trying to up sales of loose cigars, okay? Because they're trying to treat it like cigarettes. Selling loose cigarettes is illegal, so they wanted to up the price. If you sold a cigar loose by the stick, the minimum price had to be fifteen dollars. Wow. Yeah.
4: So they're trying to treat a premium cigar as a cigarette. That that legislation
6: did not pass. Probably for good reasons. Do they know Uh, that
4: you really don't even inhale a cigar?
6: It does. It's not about that.
5: You know, I've been actually up to Washington, D.C. and lobbied and spent time actually walking from office to office, meeting congresspeople and whatnot, and it's mind-boggling how ignorant and how, I'm saying it, the lack of just intelligence or common sense that they even care to have. Right. They're not even interested in what's really good. What's right. They, uh, their only agenda is, what do I need to do to get re-elected? Absolutely. That's pretty much it?
6: hmm <sighs> Avo has been billed as the boldest release to date, now available from Avo Cigars, and the relaunched Avo that happened this year, the Avo Synchro Nicaraguan. B- taking on that Nicaraguan theme that's been going on in the last couple of years with the Davidoff Company, the line is noted for its box-press shape and Nicaraguan tobacco. The brand's new design language has taken an even further step into the modern era with the Synchro, looking more like a modern art piece than the traditional wood cabinet avo that used to be sold in. The cigar uses a dark Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper, Dominican binder and filler from the Dominican Republic, Nicaragua's Amatemp and Olancho. Four sizes are being offered in a price point from $7.90 to $10. Have you tried it? I don't remember. I, I have, I liked it. Solid stick. I might have.
5: That no, was very good, actually. That's All right. Moment. And the last in the news, Maya Selva. Maya Selva Cigars has announced the Flor de Selva Lancero, a cigar made in the honor of the company's 20th anniversary, even though I only heard of them about a year ago, has begun shipping. The Flor de Selva Lancero measures 7 by 38, 20. You're la- Eddie Ortega's laughing. Eddie Ortega is laughing. 20th anniversary. How years. long have you heard... How wait, hold on. Uh, this guy's a veteran. Uh, how Forget being a manufacturer. How long have you been in the industry in any form or fashion?
7: Probably about 20 years.
5: Okay, how long have you ever heard of Maya Selva? Uh,
7: in the States, uh, I, I'm... How like,
5: lo- when's the first time you've ever heard of it? Maybe three, four years ago. Uh, that's way better than me. But it's their 20th anniversary. Um, anyways, uh, <laughs> the Honduran Puro... Uh, um, each patola on the line has its own distinct blend. It a, uh, this has a minor tweak. It uses a Connecticut seed wrapper, Habano binder from the Hamastron Valley, and the Trojes Viso and Hamastron La on in the filler. A total of 20,000 cigars have been produced, which would be a thousand for each year. But only wow. 5,000. Oh, that makes sense. But only 5,000 will be sold in the U.S. I wonder. So if they're probably I'm, big in I'm, I'm Europe. Trying to, I'm trying to decide if that's by choice that only 5,000 <laughs> no, will but just, sold in the U.S. No,
7: but, j- but just to be fair, because I, I believe and I've heard from them that they have, like, like good European distribution.
5: They say like. so. I mean, yes. Yeah. They, they, I mean, they, well, they, they say that's where they started, but, you
4: know. Yes. I would love to go to a European cigar shop and just see what's in their humor. I've been
5: abroad. I never saw it when I went abroad. Did you?
7: <laughs> I haven't been abroad. I've I been abroad. You I were haven't. just abroad. <laughs> yeah, but, I well, I didn't see them in Italy, but.
5: Did you go to a cigar shop? Uh, yeah, you completely. didn't see your shelves loaded with Maya Silver cigars when you were in the
7: cigar I shop? I hope they're not. Are they a sponsor?
5: <laughs> <laughs> Listen, sponsor or not, it is what it is, buddy. That's why they call me Honest Abe. Anyways, it's offering 10-count boxes pricing at $15 per cigar. Like the rest of the company's lines, the cigar is made at the Tobacos de Oriente in Danley, Honduras. And that is all for In the News. In the News
4: with Honest Abe. Now.
10: Yep,
5: definitely. Now. What's the opposite of a rejoiner? That's an
4: outgoing. I got a headache, a pounding headache. The only thing that helps it is the hair and the dog.
5: Well, on your pounding headache, I believe you have a new segment.
4: Yes, craziest college courses of the 21st day. I I love this song. Oh. That's
7: a nice song. That is a nice song.
4: Who's who's that? I
5: don't know who sings this. Who sings
4: this, Uh, Colin? McGrammer.
10: She got it, Andy
5: Grammer. Grammer. There you go. Well done.
4: All right, so so craziest college courses of the 21st century. Do you know what
5: century that is? It's a century. Just checking.
4: Yes, believe it or not, society has changed over the years, which means so have college courses. Uh. In today's age... Rather than your typical home ec or business literature, students are now given the option at legitimate universities to study these courses. And these are for a whole semester. So this isn't just like a class. This is for four months. Shall I begin? This is is
5: only going to probably reinforce my desire that not to send my kids to college with their average students.
4: Let's start with the first one. Zombies in popular media. At Columbia College in Chicago, your hometown. Are you a Walking Dead fan? No. Fan of zombies? No. I am
5: not even the genre at all.
4: Zombies I in work popular zombie. media. I every
5: day, what do I need to watch it on TV It for?
4: traces the history of zombies in movie and literature and explores how zombies relate to themes of capitalism, individuality, and phobias. The flesh-eating undead are also a focus of a new course at Baltimore University as well.
5: Great. Next.
4: Cyberporn in society. That's a course. Yes. You probably never thought you could get away with it watching porn all semester long, but it is a required course. <laughs> I
5: want to take that class now. At
4: the State of University of New York's of New York, Cyber Porn Society, undergraduate students in this class survey internet porn sites and examine issues of obscenities and what causes cultures to define pornography. I'd in love
6: different to
5: see ways. the percentage of women who take that course.
6: Well, I mean, I'm interested to know if this is, like, part of the curriculum for a certain major. Like, I could see it being for, you know, part of a judicial or social justice or ah. psychology. Um, Still an interesting course. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, but I would definitely think it would be in one of those majors because it would be one of those things that would end up dealing with later on. What do you on. call it when you sit in a class and don't take credit?
4: Well, like, how can you be a guy and watching porn? Like, you do you like wear like i I'd get an A plus like, in that class. <laughs> <laughs>
5: I'd be on honor roll. Can I do extra credit?
4: <laughs> Another course: Lady Gaga and the Sociology of Fame. Underwater basket weaving.
5: Where's Lady Gaga oh. class offered?
4: That is offered at, believe it or not, University of California. Wow.
5: Figures, they're all. Yeah.
4: Out, out west in Cali. Under, underwater basket weaving For at those the University who want to weave Oregon. baskets
5: underwater, yes.
4: The art of walking at Century College.
5: My 11-month-old has mastered it.
4: I believe it. Yes. <laughs> yeah, he has
5: got master's degree now in walking. The
4: feminist perspective politicizing Beyonce. <laughs> that is a class.
7: Believe it or not. How do you find that
4: These is? are all online. These are all legitimate. Is that, is that it? Now where did my paper
5: go? Where did my paper go? What are you reading from?
4: I'm sorry, I just lost the sheet.
5: <laughs> she just <laughs> lost the sheet. All right, either way, we got to go to a break. After the break, we're gonna have uh, Eddie Ortega for our Meet Your Maker segment. Should be a good time. Don't go anywhere right after this.
2: Life, liberty, and the pursuit of fine cigars. You're listening to Kiss My Ass Radio.
5: The godfather of boutique cigars is back. Ernesto Perez Carrillo, the creator of La Gloria Cubana, Ciri R, and El Rico Habano, recently joined forces with his children to create E.P. Carrillo brand. In just the first year of E.P. Carillo, received a 94 rating in Cigar Aficionado and number eight cigar of the year, and Rob reports best of the best honor. Although E.P. Carillo is made with the finest tobaccos in the world, Ernesto has not wavered on his family's commitment for affordable prices. With prices starting at $4.50 for the 91 New Wave Connecticut, you can't afford not to try E.P. Carrillo. Pick up an E.P. Carrillo at your nearest location.
0: Perfecting a seed for over 40 years takes skill. And again, so does growing the perfect beer. Take it from Matt Booth, member of Camacho's Board of the Bold and the owner of the infamous Room 101 brand. The Camacho Corojo is hand-built from authentic Corojo seeds, built for the expert palate and fine-tuned for maximum flavor impact, consistency, and quality. Pick one up today.
9: When a child is diagnosed with cancer, their life and their family's life changes dramatically. Chemotherapy treatments, doctor visits, and trips to the hospital soon consume their time. The programs and services provided by the Kids Cancer Foundation make it possible for the foundation to meet the needs of our young patients and families. We could not provide these resources without your support. For more information and to find out how you can make a difference in the life of a child battling cancer, call 561-333-8116 or visit kidscancersf.org. Sponsored by
6: CLE Cigars.
5: Awarded the 2014 Nicaraguan Cigar of the Year... With numerous 90-plus ratings, the Perdomo 20th Anniversary Cigar celebrates Tabacalera Perdomo's 20 years as one of Nicaragua's largest premium cigar manufacturers. Using only the highest-priming tobaccos grown exclusively by the Perdomo family, the 20th Anniversary Cigar has a tremendous profile with layer upon layer of rich, elegant, complex flavors. Visit your nearest authorized tobacconist today and experience the masterful blend of these Nicaraguan puros. Now available in extremely limited edition pyramid size in sun-grown
2: Welcome back to Kiss My Ash Radio with Honest Abe, Adam K., the Brewmeister, and the lovely Lady M.
6: This song. I just want to let this roll through a little bit. Uh, me too. This is
5: like I can't remember the singer movie. though. I'm looking it up right huh? now. No no, 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 this is Slash actually. It's Slash's album, but he had other people sing. Miles Kennedy. And this is a great song. Yeah, Miles, Miles, Kennedy. Miles Kennedy. That's right. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. yeah,
6: Miles does most of the on uh, the non-album that Slash has, where everybody else sings uh, different songs, like uh, Iggy Pop yeah. and Adam Levine and stuff. Miles does all the fronting for and all the live performances. Put your
5: headphones on so we can hear you. Yeah, you're talking. Yeah, we're on the air. Well, no, don't say that word.
6: Yeah, let's remember.
5: Wait up. Yeah, what? Yeah, right
6: Colin, you, re- you please remember that Eddie is notorious for using a yes, certain word yes. and, and forgetting around the radio. Have
5: the finger nearby the oh. drop button. Yeah.
7: <laughs> what? <are you> saying <laughs> for a break? No, I was just gonna say. Uh, <coughs> Are you, uh, you gonna pitch up Trump a little and stuff? He's been sucking up the air, man. Trump, Trump, man. Yeah. Wow.
4: Trump is—he's um, he's on fire. Leave
7: the polls. Fire,
5: man. Leave the polls. It just somebody made somebody made a comment about the state of this country, the house messed up. It is that Trump is made a vote. and I think I I think I replied like really. So you were you didn't think there was a problem in the state of this country when we elected the current sure. president twice? That didn't give anything away as a problem. Uh, what's going on right. in this country?
4: Trump's no, not the problem.
5: No. Either way, every week we like to invite a very special guest to what I like to consider my favorite part of the show.
1: I want all of you to get up out of your chairs. I want you to get up right now, and go to the window,
5: open it, and stick your head out and yell.
2: It's time to meet your maker.
5: This week... Live in the studio, we have an old friend of myself personally and of Kiss My Ash Radio, Eddie Ortega of Ortega Premium Cigars. Eddie, welcome to Kiss My Ash Radio.
7: Thank you for having me. It's great being here again.
5: We're glad you're on here, pal. So, a lot's kind of happened since the last time you've been on the show. Uh, Got a lot of new things going on. Um, You recently... um, Yeah, me too. Uh, So... Bring us up to speed on what's going on now. You you have a partnership or a mergership. uh, Explain to us the exact situation now because you're dealing now with quality importers.
7: Yeah, basically what I I did uh, starting August, uh, uh, I've actually merged my distribution with uh, quality importers. Uh, I've known Mike and the company for a while. uh, We're good friends. It's a great company. They've been around for about 15 years. Um, Mike spoke to me a couple of times about bringing in my brands and uh coming on board with him to helping him build uh, they're, they're huge in, in terms of uh humidors and accessories and uh, i mean yeah uh, so but he wants to build a cigar division out. um so he basically spoke to me about bringing my brands in uh and coming on board and you know leading the sales team uh, and building the distribution uh, for cigars and stuff so uh it's the best move i've ever made i mean, it's. A, Great company. It's
5: so the way I understand it, you still own or take a cigars. That's correct. So you own it wholly, and I own it wholly. Okay, uh, they're doing the distribution for you.
7: Which basically I'm doing the distribution for me because uh, I'm I lead the sales team. Okay. Uh, so it's basically. Well so
5: you you actually are employed by them to run their distribution of that's the cigars. So you're just you're doing distribution for your brand, and whatever other brands they're carrying. That,
7: that, that's correct. It's not just the brands. Now I'm involved in the uh, you know, daily operation for sales. Um, and it's not just about building my brands, it's about building the company, building their product line. Uh, are you lines.
5: handling the distribution aspect of just their premium cigar side or their everything in general?
7: Everything in general. Really? Yeah. Wow, yeah. um, it's doing great. I mean, it's, it's just a, a great uh, merger for for both companies. You what know? prompted
5: this move? How, what, 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 I mean,
7: it's you know, it's, as you know, I mean, I, I don't have to tell you. I mean, the last uh, you know five, six, seven years, I mean, this industry has changed a lot. I mean, uh, in terms of all this, it's just become very hard. A- everyone believes. I mean, it's it's an easy entry. To, because anyone can just call up a manufacturer and, and, and ask about making 100, you know, 100 boxes sure. and now, now they have a boutique brand. Yep. But what people don't understand is that it's just getting harder and harder in terms of finding either good independent reps because everybody's gone in-house. Uh, they don't understand how how, how how high the cost of actually manufacturing. It's, it's, it's bad all around. cost of manufacturing for the manufacturer is much higher. All the state taxes and all the applicable taxes in every state are just much higher. Distribution costs are much higher. Uh, the industry has become so dependent on on uh, on uh, uh, events. It, this is a an event-driven uh, you know industry. Right. And uh, along with that, you know, you have high costs associated. Everybody thinks that you can just you know travel all over the U.S. doing events. You know, if the sales uh, if, if the sales are not...
5: Uh, doesn't cover the cost of the doesn't traveling, you the cost Europe of traveling. Down, yeah. I mean,
7: so, so it's, it's just increasingly hard to compete because you got the bigger manufacturers that are doing, you know, 100, 120 events a year. And if you're not out there... So my goal is to actually go back more towards, you know, the older days when, when I initially launched Series D, what I wanted to do was uh, launch a brand... You know, have four, five, six years to build the brand and maintain the brand. Where, you know, ten years from now, you can walk into a store and build a series D. Sure. The problem is that nowadays is it's just so many limited releases coming on on a regular basis. There's
5: really no, almost no such thing insane. anymore. It's insane.
7: To me, the way right. the industry it's got to be. I it, mean,
5: it's become now it's a regular limited release.
7: Yeah, limited it, it's releases it's just are insane. regular. It's a regular limited so, release. So uh, we're looking to build what we're doing now is instead of doing, uh, uh, you know, concentrating on events. It's building the brands by what Quality affords me is, you know, their backing in terms of all the multiple things that we have that that we can use to promote uh, the brands. Um, so it's just uh, it's it's a great. It's Are great you the for first
4: cigar brands. that Quality is?
7: No, they have.
4: they have other cigars? They that have. They, they
7: have Cult, which is doing uh, really well. Uh, Blood Red Moon is doing really well for them. So. Uh, they and, have
5: cult, too, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh,
7: yeah. So what we're doing is, is basically promoting all the brands. It's not just about my brands, but building the company as a, you know, as a as a company. Uh, it's not just promoting the Ortega brands.
6: So uh, since you're now with Quality, and this probably eliminates any independent reps anywhere in the country for you.
7: That's we we still have a, a couple of reps, mm-hmm. uh, but. Uh, It's not going to be built around reps or or around me having to travel to events. Well, that
6: was my next question is, are you going to cut your travel schedule? Because for a while there, you were a guy who was on the road a lot and putting in a lot of miles. So what is this going to do for your travel schedule
7: now? Uh, 100% cut it by 95%. -hmm. Basically, what we're doing is... 100% cut it by 95%. (laughs) I like that math. That's some great math there. 60% of the
6: time, it works every time. We we
7: plan to to keep on doing the the events that that we can focus on. Moron, like, you know, the Great Smoke uh, and a couple of other key oh, events. But in terms of just... You're
5: going to turn in your form this year?
7: Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I will.
4: You know, <laughs> uh, you
5: know, this is a model I find very interesting because one of the biggest accessory dealers in the world probably today is Zycar. And, you know, for, for them, the mentality was, look, we already have our reps going into these stores. They're already there. Let's sell them some cigars. And they tried to make their own brand, which is different than what you guys are doing. Yeah. But that didn't work out too good for them. Now, you and I have known each other for a long time. You, over the course of your career, with different partners, different companies, I think you've tried the distribution model twice. Yep. I think Rocky distributed your brands at one point, and I think Miami Cigars distributed your brands at one point. Yep. And if I'm correct, both attempts really didn't work out well, or to your benefit, didn't last long term. What makes you confident about this model that's going to be any different?
7: Because this is not just... Uh, given distribution of, I mean, uh, the quality is, is committed to, to building the brands. Uh, they've afforded me, uh, you know, basically opened up the door to do whatever we need to do. And in terms of uh, using all the tools we have for doing brand, from promoting the brand. Because basically right. what we want to do is not having to do, without having to do constant events, it's coming up with, with ways in which our brands will sell at the retail level by offering added-value products along with box purchases. Uh, uh, so coming up with, with different ways and just getting away the from... the product. Pr- pr- yeah, to promote the, the products. Uh, this is not just a distribution agreement, uh, and I'm committed to quality because I'm helping them build the, sure. the cigar division. So it's a much... it's a much uh, When you give up the tr- distribution and, and just get away and you give it to another company, basically what, what, what you're doing is that distributor... If especially like like Rocky or Miami cigars, who have other products in their in their portfolio, uh, which are much they make better margins on. Your products will always be second because obviously you know they want to sell the product that that, that you know has the, the better margin right.
6: on. it. that's a good point. They're going to promote their own stuff before course, your stuff. But 100%. with this, you're also now working for the company. And what is now going to be your official title with them?
7: Well, I'm, I'm the lead sales team. I run the sales team for, for quality. Um, sales team leader? Sales team leader, that's correct. <laughs> I'm not even a, a manager. I'm not, you know, I just, you know, I want to. Oh, when you help say
6: sales team,
5: you mean everything.
7: Everything. Humidor, everything that they sell. Everything they sell. We have, that's quality, because you're not, I don't know if you're familiar with quality. We, we actually have, uh, it's a big, big uh, huge facility. Sure, it's here in Florida. In, in okay. Weston, yeah. two minutes away from my house, which is very convenient. Oh, nice. Uh, you know, uh, they're huge in terms of the humidor sales, either to the major... Uh, They've on- been a
5: donator of the Great Smoke. Yes, they have. Humidors are. for the Great
7: Smoke, yeah. sure. Yeah. So they're, 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 they're substantial. You know, it's, it's a big company in terms of selling to, to online retailers and actually selling uh, various mm-hmm. other channels and stuff. But in terms of uh, uh, cigar sales, he's just building it up right now. And, and basically our sales team right now, it's probably we have about about five salespeople in the sales room. We want to build it up to, like, about 10, 12, 15, and just focus on, on telephone sales. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, so
4: as far as your cigars go, you are still in charge of blending oh, everything, everything as far as everything. your, your cigars. We're still the man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, what, we, and what we
7: want to do is just get away from that limit. You know, you can come up with a product once a year and just, you know, innovate and come up. But basically, that coming up with, uh, you know, every, every quarter... Uh, you know, I mean, it, I guess it's, it's the new. That's a new way of doing business. Obviously,
5: it's the new uh, black.
7: Well, uh, Apple is uh, <laughs> September 9th or something. Apple has another uh, 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 event coming up for another iPhone. You know, uh, the iPhone just came up. Uh, the know, Six right? just like, came three, out last year. Now seven. So it's just the trend. Uh, you know, that's the way this
5: generation. I think the sneaker is. company, the gym shoes company, started this whole. New generation, new version. new. I think they start with...
4: Gym shoes? Yeah,
5: you Jordan call, is... You
4: call them gym shoes?
5: Sneakers, gym stuff? shoes. You know, I, I say sneakers. I think the sneaker gym business. Shoes. Yeah, athletic shoe business is what started that trend. But either way, we're going to have more with Eddie Ortega right after this.
2: Radio with Honest Abe, Adam K., the Brewmeister, and Lady M. Listen to the show anywhere in the free world at kissmyashradio.com.
0: Voted the number one gentleman's
3: club worldwide. worldwide. Located on Okatobian Military Trail for the sexiest scene in the city. Come see us at the Spearman Rhino, the premier upscale gentlemen's club.
5: The recently released Perdomo Double-aged 12-year vintage is an extremely rare blend of Perdomo's finest and most cherished 12-year-old fillers, binders, and wrappers. Bale-aged for 10 years and then barrel-aged. In bourbon barrels for an additional two years, these exquisite Nicaraguan tobaccos are bursting with rich, complex flavors. Offered in Connecticut, Sun Grown, or Maduro, each Perdomo Double Age 12-Year Vintage pairs extremely well with the finest Scotch whiskeys, bourbons, and other fine spirits. Available at only 250 authorized tobacconists worldwide, the Perdomo Double Age 12-Year Vintage is a must-have for every cigar enthusiast.
1: The Story That Made the Cigar the cigar that made history. Eighty years ago, Monte Cristo began a legacy of crafting only the finest cigars. Now, that legacy is honored by the very special, extremely limited edition Monte Cristo 80th Anniversary Cigar. Crafted for the first time, Dominican Pilatico Tobacco. Grown from seeds, hand-carried from Cuba by Pepe Mendez. This exclusive cigar is like no other. Rolled in a dark and oily Ecuadorian Sumatra wrapper. Monte Cristo 80th Anniversary Cigar features a rich, fuller-bodied, and wonderfully complex smoke. Packaged in an elegant handmade box, these exceptional cigars are available now at your local tobacconist. Honor the legacy with the Monte Cristo 80th Anniversary. Surgeon General Warning. Cigar smoking can cause cancers of the mouth and throat, even if you do not inhale.
0: This is Eric Espinoza, and over the years, many cigar aficionados have enjoyed my highly rated brands, 601, Musielago. In the spirit of continuing improvement, I have purchased my own factory.
6: The makers of some of the most affordable yet highest-rated premium cigars available continue in this tradition with the new Oliva Series B Molanio, a full-flavored yet smooth smoke which recently received a 95 rating from Cigar Snob Magazine. So always ask for Oliva, an unbeatable value and an uncompromising quality. The Oliva family of cigars.
5: Hold down the curtain. I must have play no played ball. them all. They ain't, I ain't nothing like it. like it in any movement hall. The feel like it. it. Sure, sure plays play them I remember the first time I heard Pinball Wizard. Really? Swear to God. Wow. It was. It was the moment in my life. It's, it's very. It's, it's. It's really weird because I can remember the moment in my life I realized. Well. I don't know if they called it classic rock then, maybe it was just rock and roll, but when I knew I liked classic rock, I was on, I lived, I grew up in a little town in Illinois called Niles, and they had a Niles free bus. It was literally this bus that was like a mini school bus, it was like kind of these old folks home buses, but you probably could have put 20 people, you know, 15, 20 people on the bus, but it was a free bus that had two routes, one that went one direction all through the city of Niles, and one that went back the other direction, they had was called the regular and the reverse. But it stopped by, like, the movie theater in Niles, the library in Niles, the mall in Niles, the court. So it would take you all around the city of Niles. It was called the free bus. And, you know, I think back on it, I think at the age of 10, I was hopping on this free bus. I wouldn't let my 10-year-old down the block nowadays. Like, the stuff that we used to do I was thinking kids, about
6: that l- the, the other day. mind-blowing. Oh, like, yeah, I used to hop on this free bus all the time. Yeah, I mean, like, I would just go places by myself. It's like, I'm just going to go. And I'm just, like, as a 10-year-old. And now I'm like... People letting kids children no. do that. and and one of the, they shouldn't be doing that. One of the stops was the corner block
5: that was literally twenty yards from my corner block. So it was driving by all the time. And we sometimes we have nothing to do. Just let's get on the free bus. We we would just drive, sit on it all day. And I heard Pinball Wizard for the first time, long time on the ago. bus. I mean, it's got to be like 1980, 82.
7: That's a long time ago. I was Hear say. Pinball Wizard.
5: I love this song. And then I remember the the radio station because she was playing the radio on the bus. WCKG, classic rock Chicago. WCKG, classic rock Chicago. And I became a hardcore WCKG fan, listened to classic rock for years until the station finally. Damn!
7: How can you remember all that stuff, man? Pinball
5: Wizard. That's it. That moment in time, you know, it's weird. Anyways, if you're just joining us, we're in the middle of our Meet Your Maker segment, part two, with Eddie Ortega, Ortega Premium Cigars. Uh, We've been talking about his current merger, I guess, or. Uh, combination. New
6: distribution deal, I Yeah, think
5: it's, a, it's also somewhat of a it's more than partnership, partnership. Yeah, it's a merger. Yeah, it's it seems a, like a pretty serious yeah.
7: partnership. Yeah, and
4: that. you're talking about quality, I'm sorry. Uh, what else do they offer?
7: Yeah, quality, uh, everybody uh, uh, that doesn't fully understand what quality does is it's not just about uh, selling humidors, selling accessories. Uh, quality is basically a complete service. Uh, they provide uh, design uh, and manufacturing for just about any any product that 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 uh that's out there, uh, even in, in, including pro, uh, products that are not even uh, for the cigar industry. They're outside the, the cigar industry. Uh, so it's not just like about what, what kind of products would that be? It would be it knives, spe- spe- oh, specific nice. knives, specific cutters. Uh, you know, Mike actually prides himself in, in having a very fast turnaround time in terms of uh, when a, a customer provides him with a sample or, or uh, or an idea on a product that they would like to to see, uh, you know, a sample of. And uh, it has really fast turnaround in terms of a mock-up or a a sample being made, you know, uh, out of the manufacturing plant in in China. So it's not just about selling humidors and and accessories, but providing more of, like, a complete design manufacturing for just about anything you can think of, so... uh,
6: yeah. Does this new deal mean there's going to be a change in the manufacturing of your cigars? As because every all the Series D's are now made in at my father in Esteli, if I'm not mistaken. So is that going to change now, or is that going to stay?
7: No, the in terms of the Series D, Cubao, the stuff that that uh, my father makes for us is still going to remain the same. Uh, we'll, we're actually. Uh, hopefully by the be- by the beginning of the year we'll come up maybe with with another uh, line from my father uh, and along with that we'll be doing some other cigars in different uh, manufacturers but uh, we still I'm still very close with with Pepin and Jaime and the family and, great people yeah great people
4: do you have so. any cigars when you went to quality that they said these these brands are done terminated no no basically we everything's when, still
7: yeah the partnership basically we came in and 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 Mike goes listen you have open doors here you know uh, whatever we can do to, to help the brands grow and you in terms with your knowledge in the industry help us grow uh, you know the their lines the cult uh, and blood red moon which which by the way um, uh, which is
5: interesting because those brands are owned by or I know one of us is owned by one of your former employers
7: uh, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> well no it's they're not I, I'm, I'm pretty sure quality owns them but you're talking in terms of manufacturing
5: Oh, he's making it? Is that he, what it is? He makes them, Oh, yeah. so he has a factory now. He, has he doesn't a, own that brand. No,
7: he doesn't own that Well, he's always
5: coming here trying to sell it to me, so I thought he owned it.
7: Uh, It's it's a partnership that, that he uh, has with quality okay. and stuff. But, but that's,
5: we used to work a, for his company. Yeah, it, it was I, real, I,
7: ran, I ran Real Smokers for real a long, long time. Real Smokers. For a long yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, I ran and here we're in still, Florida. Again, we're still great friends. I mean... Uh, Carlos. With Carlos, yeah. yeah. I mean, we're still great friends, and we'll probably be actually doing some... Some specific cigars are his, uh, you know, on the Ortega brand, under his factory. Um, But we're working on a lot of, you know, it's great. It's a great partnership. Uh, I think we have a lot of great things coming out in 2016, so.
5: I have to ask you a tough question, otherwise I wouldn't be doing my show. I sit on the advisory board and boards of some cigar manufacturers and, you know, I'm privy to things or questions or opportunities that come up. And I had a personal situation sitting on a board. We had to evaluate a decision that the company was interested in one of your competitors who kind of does the same thing you do, New Orleans uh, Uh Orleans Group. I guess they're trying to do the same thing, getting the cigars. I don't know if they have any brands, but they were making moves to try to acquire brands to distribute. And they approached one of the manufacturers that I sit on the board for um, to do distribution. And, you know, me personally, uh, you know, it's funny because I have to wear a lot of different hats. I wear a retailer hat. I try to wear a manufacturer's hat when I'm advising some of these manufacturers. I'm a consumer, so it's, it, I'm a, 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 a journalist, I guess, on some level, so sometimes it conflicts, because sometimes, like you said, I'll be honest on my journalism side, but you asked me, are they a sponsor of the show? <laughs> you yeah, know? I mean It, 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 it yeah. conflicts, but I, my concern was, and I was wondering if this entered your process, your thought process at all, did you worry that an accessory company or a humidor company, it really hasn't been the mainstream as far as premium cigars, trying to sell your brand would lower or negatively affect the image of your brand? Uh, I don't think... Because it that... was one of the things that I thought about how it would look if a guy who you normally will come in and want to sell me humidors, trinkets, and cutters, all of a sudden is trying to sell me premium cigars. You know, I'm not sure as a retailer how I would take it, whether it be positive or negative, I was Wondering if you thought about that at all going into this venture.
7: Where this industry is right now, uh, I, I think has—I uh, mean, that's—that's. That's, I, I think it doesn't have any, uh, uh, any. What do you call it? Uh, uh, I don't think it really impacts on the brand itself. Uh, you know, fortunately for me, I've been—I've been around long enough where I have many friends in the industry that, uh, like you, like yourself. Uh, what I need to do is get my brands. Being that the industry is the way it is right now in terms of limited. And, and I don't want to keep constantly come up with limited. What I want to do is talk to those friends of mine uh, and come up with different ways where we can help promote the brand and, and the brand to keep to remain selling through at the retail level.
5: Become a staple brand.
7: What we want to do is come out with promotions that the retailer is going to pass along to the consumer. Because bottom line is, you're my best friend. And you can say, Eddie, you know, I want to promote your brand. You know, I want to keep buying your brand. Send me 10, 15, 20 boxes. But you can't...
5: Make the customers buy it. If
7: the customers don't buy it. So what we want to come up with is with different ways that it's it's going to go through to the the consumer, which is bottom line, what we care about. Uh, So... And what quality forced me to do Is that It's it's actually allowing um, It's opening up A lot of the avenues For me Because Not just The the tobacconists Up to now I've been focused On selling strictly To the tobacconists But with quality They have so many accounts The liquor stores uh, Small mom and pops And shops That are regular Not the full blown Tobacconists And sell a lot of cigars But we can place Two, three, four boxes In those places So now you have A bigger distribution Sure. Um, unfortunately, I don't know too much about the sidecar uh, cigars and why they got them off, but Colt and Blood Red Moon are actually doing really great for yep. uh, quality. Uh, so they're beginning to, it's like everything. A, you know, we want to build up the cigar division now. Sure. And it's going to take a little long. You know, uh, that's why, you know, uh, when Mike brought me aboard, he goes, listen, this is not an overnight thing.
5: It's a well, marathon, it's, not a race. It is
7: a marathon. This is not a race. What we want to do is just build it up. And, and just focus on building the cigar uh, distribution. Uh, well, we're
5: going to have more with Eddie Ortega right after this. we got like 25 people on the shop yeah. box right now. Yeah, if you're out there and you're Thank in front of you, guys. Of a, yeah, if you're on a laptop or by your computer, get at kissmyashradio.com. There's a live shop box where a lot of listeners are interacting. And we're going to have a question from one of the guys in the shop box for you right after this.
0: WSWN Belgrade, Palm Beach,
1: Jupiter. It's no secret there's a movement in this country to squash the rights of cigar smokers. These busybodies want to impose their will on cigar manufacturers, retailers, and smokers with exorbitant taxes and unfair restrictions. As a cigar enthusiast, you do have a voice in this fight, Cigar Rights of America. CRA is your partner in Washington and all 50 states in the struggle to preserve your rights to enjoy cigars at reasonable prices in traditional settings for the price of a few cigars, just $35 a year, you can join CRA and support their efforts in your behalf. Join up today on the Smokers Rights page at the cigarstation.com.
3: Romeo and Juliet, a story of two passions combining to create a love that lasted through the ages. Today, the renowned Grupo de Maestros join famed Cigar Maker's aging room to craft a new story. The Romeo by Romeo y Julieta Aging Room Cigar. Immaculately constructed by Aging Room artisans under the guidance of the famed Grupa de Maestros, this Dominican Puro exemplifies the best qualities of two storied brands. Elegant and aromatic, Romeo by Romeo y Julieta's Aging Room is a rich, savory medium to full-bodied cigar. A true work of love. Available now at your local tobacconist. Pick up a Romeo by Romeo y Julieta Aging Room today and experience the love that occurs when
0: two passions combine. Surgeon General Warning. Cigar smoking can cause lung cancer and heart disease.
3: Dujo, Quay, Cuave, and Cucuano. Premium cigars. 100% handcrafted Nicaraguan blend. Consistency, balance, aroma, and strength. Duho, Quay, Cuave, and Cucuano. The closest cigars to perfection.
0: To find your nearest retailer, visit cucubanosigars.com.
9: Christophe Cigars has taken the boutique cigar industry by storm. Made in the spirit of elite Cuban cigar, Christophe allows you to experience the rich flavor and tradition found in the finest Cuban blends. Christophe Cigars are made using only the highest quality Habano seed and double fermented premium tobaccos from around the world. With 14 premium ham blends to choose from, mild to full body, Christophe has a blend that is sure to satisfy the most discriminating cigar aficionado. Discover your Christophe today.
2: Welcome back to Kiss My Ash Radio with Honest Abe, Adam K., the Brewmeister, and the lovely Lady M.
4: Too, remember? Boop, 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 boop,
5: boop. Are you thinking like Ice Ice Baby? I went to the no,
4: store, in the movie. Uh, like, what a, you obviously much, weren't paying attention. I think oh, we, in Halloween. In the um, correctly. In the street of Compton, remember? I got it. Oh, Dre is sitting there yeah, doing yeah, yeah, the. Yeah, 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 yeah.
5: I forgot the reference you made earlier, but yes. Yeah, isn't close.
4: it? That's the MacRae song. It sounds just like that.
5: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> sitting live in the studio, we have Eddie Ortega of Ortega Cigars. We got a bunch of people on our shop box on Kiss My Entry right now interacting and lady M uh, asked if anybody had any questions so we're going to read the uh, Yeah one we're of actually we're going to go questions. into
4: obviously big industries talking about Cuban cigars and the lift and uh, everything happening you know with Cuba um, and I got Doc Will and he asked if the embargo is totally lifted how do you feel the Cuban sales will affect the non-Cuban market uh,
7: that's like actually like the first question everybody asks It's, mm-hmm. a it's a hot the hot that's topic nowadays. that's the problem uh, I think what's going to happen is probably the first year when it initially opens up the first year. Uh, yeah, it's going to affect uh, uh, the sales of all, all non-Cuban cigars. But I think once the consumer uh, becomes aware, bottom line is Cuban cigars are, are just like any other cigar. You know, Whether you prefer Dominicans, Hondurans, Nicaragua, it's not that they're any better. It's just a different taste on the palate. Uh, so regardless of whether they're uh, out there or not, I mean, you're just gonna. If you like Nicaraguans you're gonna like Nicaraguan. Right. The biggest, the biggest, uh, uh, the biggest part of, of getting the humus in here, it's gonna be, you know, price-wise, they're probably gonna still be, you know, pretty hefty.
6: But uh, it, it, it's funny you said that because I was in, I was in the, the humidor the other day, and someone was asking me about a blend, and I was telling him about. it's like, oh well, if it's got under and it, that's just, that's not for me. It burns out my palate, and I think. Part of that is a gross misconception for people. And, you know, obviously there's definitely a point of, if it, you you can pick out, this has a Dominican profile to it, and this has a Nicaraguan to it, and you can tell a little bit of what is a Honduran, but people are often overlooking because they get these stereotypes in it. And I think that's part of what you're saying, is that there's a stereotypical Cuban cigar being Mm. a certain echelon, and at some point that's going to get erased when this all happens.
7: Well... The Cubans have a, 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 a complete different profile. Uh, you know, when you smoke a Cuban, if it's a real, if it's a, if it's Cuban, it, it's just a, a complete different. Ta- mm-hmm. It's a unique taste, just like Nicaragua.
5: My prediction has always been it'll be a three-year arc. Yep, that's, that, that's it's my going my to prediction. be
4: a peak and then it's well, going to just shoot like everything.
5: up. Yeah. Peak about 1.5, come down yeah. at about three and level well, off. Well, because
7: so what's going to happen is the first year.
5: Everybody. Everybody, people who don't smoke are going to start smoking cigars. But then, right?
7: but then again, the supply and demand part comes in where not, most of the retailers are not going to be able to, to well, get the Cuban
5: It's interesting you say that because our next guest is a gentleman who wrote, and we're going to talk about an article he wrote, Our Cuban cigars is Really Better, and he has some interesting views, and we're going to get on that. But uh, big thanks to Doc Will. Doc Will, we're going to get uh, Lady M your information. We're going to mail you a a. a Rare and can't be found anymore, pretty much. The Wild Bunch. Three-pack of Wild Bunch cigars from Eddie Ortega, so we'll get that out to you. Uh, thanks email for your question. Email us at info
6: at kissmyashradio.com.
5: I told Hi. you. I
4: gave him my email. on the email. There you me.
5: go. Um, anything before we go? Uh, anything uh, new are you working on that you want to tell yeah. our listeners about or where they should stay tuned to or any yes. projects? Just basically stay tuned.
7: We're, stay doing tuned. A of, we're doing a lot of great things. So you you launched to a know. new website, too. The QI, uh, well, yeah, the QI. We just
6: uh, so you got it's, a brand new website for Ortegas on there and everything. Yeah, it's
7: not actually new, but it's mm-hmm. just a redesigned, uh, completely redesigned. Retailers can go in there. We create a user account for them, so you can just place the orders online. Nice. Um, it's a, uh, it's, it's running. Now new. Are you in a hurry? Or are
5: you gonna be able to stick around?
7: No, I'm gonna hang out. with Good,
5: you. good, because so, yeah, you're Cuban. You're of Cuban descent, correct? Yeah. Good. So I'd like to see what your point of views is. Mm-hmm. Our next guest, Jonathan De Torre a writer for Cigar Advisor, an online publication, I believe, for Famous uh, Cigars. And he's also the marketing copywriter. Uh, Jonathan, uh, welcome. Uh, welcome to Kiss My Ass Radio. Hi, guys. Great to be on. Hi, guys.
8: Great to
5: be on. Hey, thanks. Um, you, your job's pretty simple, I guess. You write stuff, you post stuff to Facebook, uh, you um, you take it to the house consistently and weekly in the slam dunk contest, <laughs> uh, and you, you do it all while s- sipping on fine cigars, uh, fine glasses of cognac, and at your desk, which we're not going to tell your boss, wearing cashmere slippers. That's that true? <laughs> that's, pretty, that's pretty much the gist of it.
8: <laughs>
6: now, in this weekly slam dunk contest, are you using a trampoline? Be honest. Yeah, the big one, too, not the little one. <laughs> <laughs> the you, big one.
8: <laughs> are, you, is he,
10: are you short? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, no, it's I'm still not easy big. to slam dunk. <laughs>
5: <laughs> so, listen, tell us, t- tell us a little bit about yourself, Jonathan, and how you got into the industry and working with Famous.
10: Okay, um, well, it all started about four years ago. I was fresh out of college. Um, I was, and, and afterwards, after I graduated, I was unemployed for a while, and Famous Smoke Shop took a, a, an interest in me and to put them, or to put me in their, their call center. So they hired me for that, and about a year and a half afterwards, um, I had been contributing articles to the old version of Cigar Advisor, and uh, the higher-ups liked what they saw and gave me a shot at writing full-time forms. So now that's where I am.
5: Were you a cigar fan, a c- customer? Uh, were you, uh, you know, into cigars? Were you blogging at the time? Did you have any experience?
10: You know, it, it's funny that you ask that because um, before I worked at cigar um, or at Famous Smoke Shop, my brother worked for Famous Smoke Shop in the customer service division as well. So he uh, would bring no, back uh, cigars every once in a while, and I would be like a little overwhelmed by them because they were too strong for me. I really didn't get into it, you know. But then as soon as I started working at Famous Smoke Shop. I mean, now I'm in the industry. I have to learn everything about it, so I smoke cigars every single day to try to get a grasp on what cigars are, how they're made, the flavor profiles, and that really helped me out. So now, of course, I'm submerged in the industry.
6: Now, since you got this job, you're writing for Cigar Advisor, and you were saying you were out of college. Did you get a degree in journalism, write creative writing, or anything like that to prepare you to be a better for this kind of a to get moved to this aspect?
10: Um, no, not really. I went to the University of Vermont, and I graduated with a degree in political science, but my minor was English. So.
6: It's funny. Isn't it funny how oftentimes our minors are more where we end up than our majors?
5: Right, exactly. Um, <laughs> Jonathan, you're, you're a marketing copywriter. Tell us what exactly mm-hmm. does a marketing copywriter do?
10: Well, really, if you go on Famous Smoke Shop or FamousSmoke.com, you'll see all the descriptions for all the uh, cigars that we have on our web pages. Um, essentially, me and the copy team we write all that. Um, we write a ton of emails. We go on social media, interact with fans, post uh, interesting pieces uh, like lifestyle pieces on our on our Cigar Advisor and Famous uh, Smoke Shop page. So really, it's it's interacting with the customer and making sure that the customer is informed on every single product that we sell.
5: Wow. Well, great. Listen, I'd like to reference one of uh, your articles that you wrote a few months ago. Are Cuban cigars really better?
8: hmm um,
5: you, you mentioned that many people feel that the best blenders are already here in the U.S. Um, mm-hmm. it, it, are there any good blenders in Cuba, or do you feel that there's still some <laughs> good cigars down there?
10: Yeah, of, I, of course there's good cigars down there. Um, really what I was referring to in that article was... A lot of the blenders that were down in Cuba during like the mass era when Fidel came into uh, power down there, a lot of these blenders went to other countries and they took a pocket full of seeds and they went to other countries and these were some of the country's top blenders. These were some of the country's top growers and they settled all around Latin America and that's why we have uh, such a bo- that's why we had such a boom in Latin America outside of Cuba and it's just grown from there and now we have Today's super cigars. So we still have these master blenders outside of Cuba making cigars that we absolutely love today. But of course, there's going to be good blenders and good rollers in Cuba still. I mean, they're world renowned for their tobacco.
4: You go on the state um, in your article, an estimated 98% of all cumids on the U.S. black market are fakes. Is this statement actually accurate? Because I've read in reports that. Um, they have high. Per- they put a high percentage anywhere from 80 to 90 percent. 98 seems astronomically high. Where did you get that uh, that information?
10: That was actually from an older article that I was reading um, when I was typing up the paper. But I, I did do a little bit more research, um, and you're right. It is around 80 to 90 percent. So even even still, that's an, an extremely high number of fake Cuban cigars on the black market today
5: in the United States.
4: It I mean, it is. 90% is still really high.
5: Yeah, even mm-hmm. 80% is yeah. astronomical. And, you know, it's funny because, you know, being in retail and wearing my, my retailer hat, you know, we often we'll get the situation where someone comes in and wants to know, I just got these. Are these real? Are these fake? And, you know, and my basic response to them is, look, do you like it? Right. Are right. you enjoying the cigar? Then what does it matter? I could un- unband
4: a cigar and hand it to somebody and say, hey, this is uh, a Cuban it, guy. It, it, it happens
5: all the time.
4: No.
5: Um, right. You also also mentioned the same article, which I found interesting, that uh, your quote to quote you was, with a production model that only uses Cuban tobacco and limited real estate to grow, said Tobacco, this model of rolling Cuban puros is doomed to stretch resources extremely thin to the Mm -hmm. point where they will likely sacrifice quality across the board. Mm -hmm. Uh, A few months ago, we had had Hiroshi Robaina in from Cuba on our show, and we posed this very question to him. Mm-hmm. His response was that there was still much unused and untapped land and resources in Cuba for the production of cigars, and should an embargo lift legitimately be in the horizon? That these lands and resources can be tapped very quickly to meet demand. Was he inaccurate in this statement? I mean, I, he would he would know a lot
10: better than I would, obviously, um, if, if there is untapped land that they can use for untapped cigars, or, or tobacco that they could still use to roll and blend cigars. But you have to kind of look at Um, how Cubans are made as compared to non-Cuban cigars. You have countries like Nicaragua and Honduras, Brazil, Mexico, you know, Dominican Republic. You have all these countries that trade, buy, sell each other's tobacco, and you have a good deal of land for each I mean, all these countries are bigger than Cuba. So you have a, a lot more land, you have a lot more tobacco that's being grown, and they're sharing it together so they can make incredible cigars. Cuba, I mean, it's a it's a little island it is a a relatively small island and the demand for cuban cigars in america is going to skyrocket once it's legalized so there is or there should be a worry that we're going to stretch cuba's resources just a little bit too thin in terms of tobacco sales
6: you know that's a excellent point and a very good idea observation on that um if obviously there's a continual talk about whether or not people are going to start integrating Cuban seeds and using Cuban tobacco and then taking other tobaccos and putting that in there, I mean, where do you see the idea of people taking all these and then incorporating Cuban tobacco into Nicaraguan cigars as a growth industry if it ever does not open up?
10: Oh, I think that's I think that's such a great idea. I think that's really the the future of tobacco I, or cigars. I can see the Cuban embargo being um, you know, lifted within the next 10 years or so. And immediately right after that, I think the best course of action for Cuba is obviously sell their, their main lines, you know, Cohiba and, and Monte Cristo and, and so forth. But I think um, with the extra tobacco or with any tobacco that they have, they should really start blending it with all these other super cigars that we have outside of Cuba. I think you can come up with some really great blends. You, you're going to have tasting in cigars that you'll never have tasted before. I mean, it's it's it would really just propel cigars to the next level if you include every single nation's tobacco, like a Nicaraguan, Dominican, and Cuban uh, cigar. I mean, that would be absolutely wild.
5: Well, it's interesting because we have a manufacturer with us right now in the the studio, and Eddie uh, is. That's something that you, as a manufacturer, would be interested in doing. Would, if the embargo would lift, would you of be? Of course.
7: You can acquire Cuban
5: tobacco to yep. use Cuban tobacco? Yep. Just for the fact of a, a different type of flavor availability that you'd be able to develop?
7: Yeah, and the thing with Cuba is to, like, uh, even though Nicaragua might be bigger and the Dominican might be bigger or uh, Honduras is much bigger, uh, regardless of how big the country is, there's only certain small percentages of land that could actually be used to cultivate cigars. So it's the same thing in Cuba. What's happening in Cuba right now is that the land is being used for either planting corn or, or rice or something, in a, you know, so that people can eat for so food. But mm-hmm. when the embargo opens and, and they they can afford or, or investment goes in there, where where now you can regenerate and and, and uh, cultivate the the soil to grow tobacco again. It, there's going to be a lot more land that, that tobacco will be able to grow on. So um, excellent point. It, it's yeah. uh you know very cool.
5: Well, Jonathan, uh, thank you very much for joining us on Kiss My Ash Radio and giving us some of your insights. And uh, Keep up the great work, and uh, hopefully we'll have you on the show again sometime.
10: No problem. Thank you very much.
5: Thanks, Jonathan. Jonathan DeTori, uh author, writer uh, for Cigar Advisor and working for a famous uh, smoke shop. After the break, everybody, well, especially my favorite. Uh, <laughs> oh, i got to go get the stuff. Punish the producer. We're gonna, what's
4: in my mouth? What's
5: in my mouth <laughs> right after mouth? this.
2: Follow us on Twitter at Kiss radio. Yes, it's
5: mandatory. The recently released Perdomo Double-aged 12-year vintage is an extremely rare blend of Perdomo's finest and most cherished 12-year-old fillers, binders, and wrappers. Bale-aged for 10 years and then barrel-aged in bourbon barrels for an additional two years, these exquisite Nicaraguan tobaccos are bursting with rich, complex flavors. Offered in Connecticut, Sun Grown, or Maduro, each Perdomo Double Age 12-Year Vintage pairs extremely well with the finest Scotch whiskies, bourbons, and other fine spirits. Available at only 250 authorized tobacconists worldwide, the Perdomo Double Age 12-Year Vintage is a must-have for every cigar enthusiast. Swag Cigars
3: offering a cigar for you from the medium bodied swag puro dominicano the full-bodied swag black and now the new swag Brown connecticut with a flavor profile not usually found in milder blends blended with premium dominican fillers and binder and topped off with an uncommon ecuadorian grown brown connecticut wrapper the flavor profile takes you from creamy smoothness to a place no other milder cigar has ventured. Come along for the ride. Discover Swag Brown, Connecticut. Available in four great sizes, shipping to stores near you in August 2015 and priced right. Boutique Blend Cigars. Blending is in our
2: DNA. Truly bold cigars like a good
0: story. Perfectly crafted throughout. And you never want it bad. Take it from Rob Weiss, member of Camacho's Board of the Bold and the creator of the award-winning TV series Entourage. The Camacho Corojo is hand-built from authentic Corojo seeds, built for the expert palate and fine-tuned for maximum flavor impact, consistency, and quality. Honest
5: Abe here, and let me tell you, undeniably, there's only one premium handcrafted stick that's 100% different than any other, True Estates Acid. It's so wildly different that it's difficult to describe in words. Sweet, herbal, botanical, earthy, delectable, and on and on. They keep its unique infusion process a total secret, and with good cause, because everyone would copycat this unique cigar if they knew how. Guys love it, girls love it, and the people who smoke it around love it. Everyone loves Acid Cigars
3: From the makers of the number one cigar in the USA in 2013, the Aging Room Quattro F55 comes yet another highly rated cigar, the Aging Room Bin Number 1, a full-bodied Dominican cigar made with some of the world's oldest tobacco in the market today from the harvests of 1997, 98, and 99. It starts out smooth and builds up in strength and flavor until it reaches its full potential, the Aging Room Bin No. 1. For the true connoisseur looking for a sophisticated smoking experience, with balance, complexity, and character. Aging Room Cigars. Blending is in our DNA.
2: Welcome back to Kiss My Ash Radio with Honest Abe, Adam K., the Brewmeister, and the lovely Lady M.
6: I think I now understand why John wears a hat all the time. Wow! Hey, you are really losing some hair up there, man. Oh, let's see. Look out. Oh, God! Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Is it that bad? You are. Bad. I did not know you were that thin.
2: Holy
7: crap! I feel really bad. We'll man. take a picture and post it for you later. Yeah, yeah. yeah show everybody my receding hair. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean,
6: you are really losing some. It's thin up there, man. I mean, <laughs> hair, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get you some Rogaine for Christmas or something. Wow. Well, once you start Rogaine, you can't stop. Apparently. No, you have it... to keep going, and that's yeah. why. Yeah. Well, welcome back,
5: folks. You're listening to Kiss My Ash Radio. I'm your host, Honest Abe, with my gang, Adam K., the Brewmeister, and the lovely Lady M. There's been, there's been a lot of talk on the Kiss My Ash Radio shop box regarding Lady M's boobs that she likes to refer to as chocolate and chip. I can't
6: believe this is the first I'm hearing about that.
5: Yes, well, because she has a mole on one of her boobs that looks like a chip. Wait, but um, for all you guys, we have posted. I posted for you a video presentation mm-hmm. of chocolate and chip. Should, I'm so a dirty, dirty girl yes she is so yeah, you guys were all requesting for pictures so if you go to Kiss My Ash Radio's Facebook page you will see a presentation for you guys in the shop box of get a, chocolate and chip and the best is look at Lady M's excited face during the <laughs> yeah it should be pretty uh, entertaining we may, we
6: may break the internet
5: uh, so hopefully. now it's time for my second favorite episode of all time on this show uh, it's time to punish our producer
9: His ass was a wad of cookie dough. After a few weeks, he was carved out of wood.
2: Every show needs a whipping boy. I want you to hit me as hard as you can. It's time...
0: Hit me again, Ike! And put some steak on it! Punish me! Punish me!
2: To punish the producer.
0: Uh,
5: Alright, for this week, Lady M has ventured uh, and bought... I wow. don't like the sound of what's going on four, over there. Four different food items.
8: Uh, 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 Look, <laughs> stop it!
5: Four different food items. That we are our, our producer is now awful. blindfolded.
6: Yep. he cannot now, see. Now these are
5: all edible items that were bought in a store. <coughs>
6: that Purchased.
5: That okay. some people somewhere in the universe oh! eat on a regular basis. Okay. And um, she's going to feed these one by one to our producer. Oh, great. So. Item number, <coughs> and we're gonna let you know what it is after you know after yes. all said and done.
6: Oh, this is what we like to call <laughs> <laughs> uh, somebody. Yeah. John up. Barron, what's it, in your mouth? <laughs> what, John Barron, I haven't played this in college. Producer
5: <laughs> of Kiss My Eyes Radio, what? Is in your mouth. All right. Here you go. All Item right. number one. Here we go. Do I just open my mouth? Yep. And open, open your, oh, yeah, your mouth. mouth. It's I'm coming gonna... in. Right, there we, we go. We should give him a basket. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, quick. Keep the the Keep trash trash can. Trash can. Trash <laughs> can, please. He's gagging. No, no, no. Let him, let him chew. Let him chew. He's, he's got he's to see for it and know what, you know, guess what it is.
6: <laughs> I got to tell you, he is shuddering right now. Just is it worse as than the cockroach? chew. Um, Izzy, Somebody get me the trash can, please. Is this worse than the cockroach? Yeah. Oh, my babe. Oh, oh my god. Trash can. Yes, please. Trash can. Yeah. <laughs> Did he I to Wall. Oh. Just I. Yeah. Okay, there we so go. He, all right. Trash can is there on your left. He swallowed it. He got it
2: all
5: down. Any, any, it is all. Any down. idea of what that was? Some sort of egg. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. I'm see my Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> item. Wait. Item number two. Can I get a... Pen? Where's my... I'm going to get a you got pictures cleanser. of these? Yeah, this yeah, There you go. There, There's your water. Let just
6: cleanse the pallet over here because here. That was... Hey, don't drop any of that on the floor.
3: Oh, man. That was so good, though. Item number two. So good, guys. This the best idea I've ever had. Open
5: Talk, up. I want texture this one. Open, open up. up.
3: Oh, whoa. I already
6: smell that. Open up.
5: <laughs>
6: there we open go. up. it's <laughs> <laughs>
5: It's not an animal. He spit it right out. Be a man. All right. He's going to chew it. All right. Come on. He's, put, he's going quickly now, trying
4: to go
6: quickly. <laughs> he spit if that out think so this fast. This is probably
4: one of the most, the better oh. of the
8: three, of the four.
6: Tastes oh. like, next girlfriend. <laughs> like, next girlfriend. Oh, like Ex girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Some sort of jerky. Some
6: sort of jerky. Oh, God. Oh. <laughs> jerky? Alright Oh he is Like the body motion This man is To get it in there It's
1: down Wow Item
6: item number three How many do we have By the way (laughs) Four There are four things (laughs) Open up (laughs) Open up I will send you guys My session from the bathroom Later (laughs) Item number three (laughs) Here we go His mouth is open He is ready Lady (laughs) M is inserting Item number three John Buran What is in your (laughs) mouth Oh the shutter the initial gag oh. reflex look at this
5: <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh,
6: didn't even make it get them out of a paper towel please oh
5: well, why just get that one out
6: <coughs> okay here's the here's water the water put right? your arm up i, do. You I don't think i'll give the fourth one <laughs> there you go so oh
5: we were going to f- we oh. make we were going to we're going to make the fourth oh. one we we're good gonna-
6: okay there's the paper towels in here. there you are we go. were going to
5: make the fourth one a comp- a, comp- a combination of all three of the first ones <laughs>
6: That was awful. All right. Hold mean, on a second. Let me, let me, let me, let me. Okay, it was salty. <laughs> it tastes a little bit like cheese. <laughs> um, boy. Wow. Woo. Brutal. Is, is number four worse or better? No, no, we're going to skip.
5: Number four, we're yeah. just going to take Oh all No,
4: no, no. Let's oh. just do number
5: four. No, no. <sighs> Let's
6: just do this. You're so brutal. All right, open up. No, wait, wait, whoa, whoa. If Abe thinks it's no. brutal, then...
5: No, number no. no four is supposed to be the compilation. Right, but we're not going to do
6: that. We're just going to do that. all four at no. once. Don't do that. All three just
5: at once. just no, he, he open, up. Just open, up. She's just open you number, up. She's giving you number. She's oh, giving you number one again. Oh no, I don't want number one again. I number one again. No, <laughs> I'm not tasting that again. <laughs> Take your blindfold. Would you, do you have any idea what number three was? God, you're pretty it, accurate on number one. It felt like.
4: And number two. Like a crab,
5: like like almost like the texture of crab meat and and, and and my an aw- finger an smells so bad. <laughs> the whole table smells bad. Get this stuff off of the table. Um, I don't I don't know what number three was. All right, take your blindfold okay, off. Number ahead. one was a can of what is it called?
4: Well, hold on, um, John. Yeah. <laughs> quail. <Ew>,
6: what the <laughs> well, <laughs> qu- quail eggs <laughs> in a can? Who eats that?
4: <laughs> Chinese Oriental markets. Okay, number well, two and- was. Squid shreds. Oh, those were too...
6: Man. You spit
5: that out so fast. <laughs> you thought text- it was an animal. You thought texture, it was an animal. Didn't you it were scared of the texture You spit so it right out. I got the fish thing. What
4: is and number that? Number three is um, fish sauce with... It's
5: a jar called fish sauce. Now, I looked on the ingredients Are you to see. supposed to eat the things that are Hold right there? Hold on. Okay. I, looked, I don't it know. Was, it's a jar no, full of fish. No,
4: but it looks like there's some kind of strainer up top.
5: Maybe he weren't supposed to eat the fish. I
4: don't know. <laughs> but either way, look. Wait. Either way, I'll tell you. I'll
5: tell you a funny story. Too late now. I looked at the ingredients to see yeah. what type of fish. Uh-huh. It just says fish. Oh. Oh yeah. But you yeah. didn't really
4: eat it. You spit it out.
5: Yeah,
6: I didn't eat too much of
5: it. Oh, up a so bit. nasty. You
4: ate the whole egg though. You want I more? I didn't.
5: No, I'm
6: good on that. Actually. Oh yeah, he
5: the should, Was good. that was was that worse than the hissing cockroach? You almost spit it out.
4: I think it's the fact of not knowing.
6: It may even be better not knowing.
5: <laughs>
6: <laughs> I think that the, the thing with the Hissing Cockroach is just the thing crawling around. Oh. That was, that was brutal. At somebody get somebody get dead. this man a beer, please. Get this uh, man a beer. Another deserves a beer. Awesome sure. episode of punishment. I love this segment. Uh, <laughs> well done. Oh, uh, just if only, we, yeah, we got to get back on Periscope because the body motions. Oh yeah, baking. we got to get that up and going oh, this week. Still,
5: uh, uh, all, uh, all our loyal listeners out there, we're still working on Periscope. We're, we're getting the some bugs audio. out. Don't worry. Yeah, we
6: got some audio issues, but
5: well, we when we get, get the, the bugs
6: out, we'll put it back up. Yeah, we'll
5: get the bugs out. We
6: have a video, so I'll post the video to Facebook. Oh
5: yeah, without a doubt. Um oh. <laughs> After the break, we got Stephen Witt, author of How Music Got Free, an interesting story on music piracy in America, right after this. Woo!
2: Life, liberty, and the pursuit of fine cigars. You're listening to Kiss My Ass Radio.
0: Voted the number one Gentleman's Club worldwide,
3: located on Okotobian Military Trail, for the sexiest scene in the city. Come see us at the Spearman Rhino, the premiere of the gentlemen's Club. If you created the Aging Room Small Batch Cigar Line, the highest rated boutique cigar brands of our times, what would you do next? Well, if you're Rafael Nodal from Boutique Blend Cigars, you would combine your three most important passions of your life, Cuba, music, and cigars, and create a new classic, La Boheme Cigars. La Boheme is Rafael's take on the golden age of Cuban cigars. La Boheme is a sophisticated blend of extra-aged and hard-to-find tobacco from the Dominican Republic, a medium-bodied cigar rich in flavors, reminiscent of the island he left 35 years ago in a small boat with his family. Why wait for the embargo to be lifted? Smoke La today. Blending is in our DNA.
0: Experience the premium Diamond Crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or Diamond Crown Lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co. or visit diamondcrown.com.
2: Welcome back to Kiss My Ash Radio with Honest Abe, Adam K., the Brewmeister, and the lovely Lady M. back,
5: folks. Honesty. Abe here with my gang, Adam K., the Brewmeister, and the lovely and sadistic lady. Um,
4: I just wrote... You really um, enjoyed that segment, did <laughs> you? And I just wrote, holy S-H-I-T on the shout box, and look what it did. Oh, yeah, it puts an asterisk, yeah. It an... I not No, no, we'll, we'll let you...
5: we are a family show on... PG-rated show yes. box. But uh, for those of you who just joined us, missed a great segment of Punish the Producer. We uh. called it, What's in My Mouth? Yes, oh and we put we three can... rare distinct uh, Asian ethnic foods, I guess yes, you'd call so it. Yes,
4: it's an oriental market.
6: In your mouth. Most and... of the
4: stuff on the shelves were expired, but I, I picked Most things. of the
5: stuff on the shelves were
6: expired. Those were not expired, wow. Uh, I, I felt like those were that worked. weren't. It was, that was pretty... Uh, how, I mean, how was the experience? It was pretty awful. Was not going to lie. Was the fish bad? No, the fish tasted amazing. The
5: fish <laughs> I mean, was so good. It was the really fish cool. was the only one you spit out. The fish was the only one I spit out. You actually out. ingested the other
6: two That items. was like a texture because I felt like the fish... I was like crunching bones.
5: Oh, God. Ew. And yeah,
6: because I, I was like, oh, maybe this is like some kind of like pea pod thing. Well,
5: the jar does say fish sauce. So yeah. maybe you're only supposed to squeeze the sauce out. Yeah. Well, I, the I, fish removed, is just I removed the
4: strainer. There was yeah. a strainer there. I removed it. Yeah,
5: like, I don't think you're actually supposed to eat the fish. Visit me at the Memorial Hospital. This <laughs> Steve uh, I'm
4: glad you spit that one out. <laughs>
5: <laughs> oh, that was a great, great, great episode. Sorry, Mom. <laughs> Sorry, Mom. They're so proud. Okay, uh, special guest number two Stephen Witt, author of How Music Got Free. It's a riveting story of, of, of obsession, music, crime, and money featuring visionaries and criminals, moguls, and tech gifted teenagers. It's about the greatest pirate in history, the most powerful executive in the music business, a revolutionary invention, and an illegal website six times the size of iTunes. Stephen Witt, thank you for joining us on Kiss My Ash Radio. All right, thanks for having me. Absolutely. Well, I mean, that's kind of, that, was, that was probably one of the most intriguing intro I've ever read. <laughs> uh, tell us about this book, How Music Got Free. Yeah, this is the book, it's the story of the history of music piracy, uh, you know, sort of
11: based on my own experience as a pirate and how I eventually tracked down the guys who made it all happen. Um, you know, I pirated hundreds of thousands of MP3s when I was a teenager and sort of in college. And, uh, you know, it, after this. A, 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 you know, building this enormous library, I just had to ask myself where it all came from. And it led back to these three guys in this book. I invented the MP3, Karl Heinz Brandenburg, the uh, music executive who made it happen. Doug Morris, and a factory worker at a compact disc manufacturing plant who leaked out 2,000 CDs
5: by the name of Dell Glover. Wow. So these guys that initially started this, did they have financial gain when they did it, or they just did it for the freedom of music?
11: No, they did it for the freedom of music.
5: It was this bizarre
11: kind of uh, underground conspiracy of people who were infiltrating the music industry supply chain. Uh, and they sort of have been doing this since the mid-90s, compressing the music using the MP3 encoder and posting it online. In the earliest days, they didn't even have the Internet. They were uh, trading these illegal songs on floppy disks that they would send through the mail. Wow! Uh, yeah. Unreal. <laughs> but uh, as, as broadband came along and they sort of had the opportunity to you know, port it much more easily to the Internet, that's when it became a widespread
5: phenomenon, and soon everyone was. Doing. Everybody, when they think of pirated music, the most popular... And most probably talk about known pirating Napster is Napster, right.
4: but that's from right.
5: what I've heard and researching a little bit about your book, that was just the tip of the iceberg. He was that actually really was Napster had this. grown out of the same underground originally. The guy
11: who coded it, Sean Fanning, and his business partner, who's probably better known, uh, Sean Parker. That's the guy that Justin mm-hmm. Timberlake played in the Facebook movie. Um, they also, had sort of been poking of around Facebook. this underworld for a while as well, and they noticed that the files weren't that easy to share. They were sort of hard to find. So they built this peer-to-peer file-sharing application called Napster, which you know allowed people to share their music. But the question is, how did they get there in the first place? And it turned out it was all of these guys, music journalists, radio DJs, and compact disc uh, factory workers who had early access to the material and were leaking it out weeks and sometimes months ahead of its official release date. So they would seed that stuff onto sort of secret servers around the world, and then pretty soon it would show up on Napster, and that's how it all got out.
6: Now, this is an excellent point you're bringing up here, because at no point did I ever even think about how did they get all these songs. It always just seemed like they were just there. But
3: this was was an
6: underground base of just CD manufacturers' black marketing to people. Yeah, it was was a series
11: of of infiltration, really. Uh, And it had a name. It was called Rabbit Neurosis. And it had sort of Uh a leadership structure. It was kind of structured like a spy uh, group, you know, like a spy network. They had guys burrowing into the music industry supply chain, as I said, and getting stuff out constantly. You know, they did a study a few years later, and it turned out that the vast majority of what people had on their iPods was pirated. And a huge portion of that could be traced back to just this one group doing it. And as I said before, this guy, Del Glover, who worked in the factory, uh, he was really their main source, well, I call him the patient zero of music piracy. So he leaked everything, patients, Eminem, absolutely. Kanye West, uh, Taylor Swift, Justin Bieber, all that stuff. So if you ever sort of had some music on your iPod and you weren't sure where it came from, it could all be traced back to this one guy.
5: Did, did anybody actually get penalized trouble, or yeah. caught? I mean, I'm not talking about the guys <laughs> yeah. who were doing the pirating. I'm talking about the, the end people who are just downloading the stuff or file sharing their stuff.
11: Well, uh, uh, the, the 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 music industry sued a lot of the end users, and they ended up winning. They usually collect about two or three thousand dollars on these sort of like fly by night lawsuits. Uh, the legality of that was kind of shady, but they got away with it. Uh, the pirates themselves, the underground that. guys, the FBI was constantly after these guys, but it was very hard to crack their network. Uh, if you think of sort of a cr- classic organized crime, you know, group like the mafia, it's all everybody's in a family; they all know each other. Online, it's usually the opposite. Nobody knows who anybody else is, and they're all hiding behind, you know, pseudonyms and encryption. So when the FBI tried to crack this group, they really had a tough time with it because, you know, even if they got one guy, the guy didn't really have anything to tell. He was like, yeah, I was in a chat room with three other guys with, you know, (laughs) fake screen handles. I don't know where they live, and I don't know their real names, you know. Eventually, though, the FBI was able to bust it up.
6: When I was in college, um, I had I was using LimeWire quite frequently. I was a LimeWire user. And sure, um, sure. actually, one day, um, our head RA came to our dorm with a rep from um, one of the bigger movie companies, and I had been downloading and uploading. Really, what I got caught was the uploading. People taking stuff from me, a bunch of Simpsons sure. episodes, Family Guy episodes. They sat next to me at my computer, watched me delete all the files. And then uh-huh. made me sign an affidavit that I wouldn't do it ever again. Wow. Really? wow. But they didn't check my recycle <laughs> bin, so. <laughs> what cool was cool Flo- Florida State. Okay, okay. Wow.
11: Sure. I mean, that, now, where, that was happening did all, all the time. You know, uh, to upload? the campus networks is where most of this stuff is coming from in the first place.
6: Right. I got the episodes that I got to.
3: That people were uploading for me, I had downloaded. So the way LimeWire works is that I have this in my library. Right, you Everybody kept it in your library,
5: so other people could download it. Yeah, right.
3: Exactly. That's right. Wow. That's, right. That's
5: peer-to-peer. Right. That
6: you're, you're sharing files with your peers. That's where that comes from.
5: Now, while Napster was the probably most popular one, they weren't the biggest. The biggest
6: was. Well, the, was probably the well. Napster also happened during a time when it was still all modem downloads. But then now that we're in a broadband world, Pirate Bay was probably one of the biggest file-sharing things in the last couple of years, which recently just got shut down last year. Now, do you cover it? They were still
5: doing it up to the last year? It's still up. It's still still... up.
11: Pirate Bay is still up. They have been remarkably resilient. Even though the original founders of the Pirate Bay all ended up serving jail time, Uh, they sort of passed ownership on to a new group that is still running it. Uh, You can still find it if you go sort of nowhere to look. And, yeah, that probably is, for most people, the biggest public face of, of piracy. But there's private trackers, there's private torrent sites, which are invitation-only, which are even larger than the Pirate Bay. Some of them have you wow. know, uh, agglomerated the, the, you know, probably the majority of humanity's cultural output for the last 70 years.
6: And they and write a little bit about where those,
11: too.
6: Where do you even find information on these hidden guys and these <laughs> hidden places like Chat that? rooms. Yeah. Chat rooms, no, I'm, I'm, I'm,
11: uh, you, some of them you have to pass an interview to get access to the site to prove wow. you are sort of competent and you know what you're talking about. Um, and then the deep underground stuff, and this is where the sort of uh, conspiracy of leakers come in, the only way to join one of those really is to show up with new leaked material of your own. So it's kind of a quid wow. pro quo arrangement you know let's say you've got advanced access to a new let's say let's say somebody sends you in the mail let's say a dvd oscar screener for for a new movie and it's not available on the public networks yet well if you're willing to leak that then you can get you can join this conspiracy and get stuff that other people were leaking and that's what drew a lot of these guys in
5: now Stephen, i'm i'm under the assumption that this movement that is even i guess still continuously going on is basically for freedom of music movement. Are people profiting doing this? Are people making there, money, or is this just all being done because of the love and freedom of music? There's,
11: there's sort of two
5: schools of it. One are brazen profiteers. These are the bootleggers.
11: So they'll go out and they'll rip stuff off, and then they'll sell it, and they'll sell advertising against it, or they'll charge for subscriptions. Uh, and you can make quite a lot of money doing this. There was an illegal pirate streaming guy who actually the... Um, Uh, I think was just pleaded guilty to conspiracy to commit copyright infringement uh, yesterday, who had made over $500,000 in the UK, or 500,000 pounds in the UK by selling advertising against illegal pirate streams and stuff. But the real underground guys have an ethos that they're not supposed to make money from this, and that the leaks are not to be sold, and that it's a closed ecosystem of sharing. And a lot of them stick to that. So some of the biggest groups, you know, just do this... For the thrill of it, I think they have—they have no economic gain, and that's especially true now, of the guys who infiltrate uh,
5: the supply chains with the media. Now, Lady M is the youngest of probably all four of us sitting here on the air I, right I now. I know what
4: LimeWire is. No, no,
5: did you, was, you did you pirate? Uh, did you download? I,
4: I, I did I did, and I have to say that um, one time it was probably like five years ago. I got a uh, document in the mail saying that I was being sued for illegal oh, really? downloads. And um, ah. I never, I never followed through with anything. I don't know if it was legitimate or not. I never heard anything back it. But did you stop it. downloading? But I, I believe I stopped <laughs> downloading. I have never illegally downloaded a song or anything. Actually, my my iTunes is empty because I purchased my music now, which I don't even do because I just don't care. I just listen to the radio now. But because of that, it scared me, well. and I won't download anything.
6: So, you know, it's wow. an interesting thing you mentioned, like, these, the, uh, these secret groups where you have to pass an initiation, and application, basically, to get in. And, you know, obviously there's been a lot of push for people to prosecute and the FBI going in after people and shutting websites down and trying to shut Pirate Bay down. But where will this ever end, or will these guys still continue to just continually grow and just find new ways to get around the system?
11: I think it's a lot like the war on drugs. Uh, they can't really win. Uh, what they can do is mitigate the harm that these guys can cause. Uh, so the media industry has, has been pretty successful in new modes of distribution and sort of curbing piracy a bit, um, particularly with the advent of things like Spotify, which sort of make piracy just less valuable. You know, as we move away from the sort of concept of our computer having files to the concept of just streaming media, and it sounds like uh, Emily's already ahead of us on this, we don't, really, we don't really need to have all this stuff stored on our computers. So it just makes piracy less valuable, less necessary, and that cultural shift may end up being what sort of drives it, you know, underground.
6: And so, what do you think is going to be the next? Uh, as we, can, as you just said, we continually go to cloud-based storage and cloud-based, mm-hmm. and just not even having files. What's the next evolution to where this might go, or how people might still try to steal things, or just share unfound documents or files of music and video? for the future. But
11: there's a big thing right now called popcorn time which a lot of people are using which essentially cuts out the cable box and replaces it with a system of sort of pirated torrented files. Uh, and it's illegal wow. to sort of employ it in this way but a lot of people are doing it. Uh Del Glover the guy who I wrote about in the book who leaked all the CDs, uh now sometimes works selling these boxes to people. So he'll get uh wow. you know he'll sort of get a cheap commodity uh computer from from Uh, china wipe windows off of it install this kind of pirate friendly home theater pc software and then sell it to you for 200 bucks and he's probably sold he told me three or four hundred of these a month now
6: wow yeah the no um my uh the shipping manager actually just bought one last week for 100 bucks (laughs) off amazon off amazon off amazon And, and it was on back order for a while and you know? it just finally got back up, and it's got now, all No, I should say, it's it's. you can also use these home theater. There's nothing wrong
11: with home theater PC software. And you can also use mm-hmm. this legally, if you want, which is actually what I do. You know, I pay for, for Netflix and HBO Go, and I just got it hooked up to this box. So I don't even really need cable TV anymore, but I am paying someone for the stream.
6: Well, um, it, unfortunately, it's, it's exactly easy enough to way. also get around that. Right. It's exactly what this is doing. It's the same way they can jailbreak the I, Apple TV and then get all these other streaming services put on there that you're not paying for and you're just loading in there Mm -hmm. and that's the new frontier uh,
5: that's what's really going on now steven it seems like we could do a whole show on this i mean very interesting (laughs) topic but i would love to have you on again it's it's very interesting stuff if anyone listening is interested in your book where can they find your book uh they can find it at bookstores everywhere
11: um from the big online retailers amazon and barnes and noble um, my my Twitter handle is just Stephen Witt s t e p h e n w i t t on Twitter and from there it's it's easy enough to find a place to buy the book um, and it's called Very How cool. Music Got Free the story of the story um, of digital music in. piracy.
5: You yeah. know I do have one little question because I've just been curious over the years I, I could probably sure. just Google this and research it but I'm figuring you'll know I, I'm just curious with, now with iTunes and all the ways to buy music is iTunes become now more profitable the way that these musicians profit is it more valuable than actually album sales, or are album sales still the main source of revenue for these musicians?
11: The biggest problem with iTunes is it allows you to, to, from the musician's perspective, is that it allows you to sort of disaggregate the album and just buy the songs that you want. But So if there's really only one song you want to hear on the whole album, you're just going to pay 99 cents to get that, rather than, you know, sort of in the old days of, 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 you know, record retail, you'd have to pay 13 or 14 bucks to get the whole CD. And that's really bad for the musicians. It could, if you can imagine that I only got paid for my book by exactly the words that people read, uh, I wouldn't make yeah. nearly as much money from selling a book. And that's what's happening to the musicians. Uh, sort of, It's been disaggregated and unbundled, uh, the song from the album, and that really hurts them.
8: So, so uh, and the move like to streaming it.
11: hasn't helped so much either. They really are getting a pittance for a lot of these streams.
8: The, so the, it really
11: remains to like be seen if this industry can recover by. in any way. What's
6: that? Wow. Right. They, well, they get paid pennies for every time the song plays on Spotify. It's like less than Fractions a of a penny. Fractions of a penny. Yeah, I mean, yeah. nothing. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And not to mention, I mean, you, for them, it's really just concert sales is still the biggest ba- base of amazing. how they get revenue. Merch. Right. Uh, the, 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 the whole, you know, you,
11: what music went from being a consumable commodity that you purchase to almost a, an omnipresent utility, almost like electricity that you can pull out of the air at any time. And that well shift said. went you know, change the mode from sort of private individual consumption to really a festival atmosphere for enjoying music. And that spurred a
5: lot of demand for the live market, which is now, as you say, where most musicians make their money. Well, Steve, Stephen Witt, thank you for joining us. Check out his book, How Music Got Free. After the break, we're going to find out this week who belongs in a Cigar Insane
2: Asylum. Kiss My Ash Radio with Honest Abe, Adam K., the Brewmeister, and Lady M. Listen to the show anywhere in the free world at kissmyashradio.com When you light a Davidoff cigar, you set aglow the richest tradition of cigar making in the world. You release craftsmanship achieved by our investment in that most precious of commodities, time, The time it takes to create a Davidoff cigar as it passes through 600 hands before it arrives in yours. The time it takes to age and mature the tobacco which fills a Davidoff cigar, sometimes as much as 10 years. The time it takes to hand-pick, hand-roll, and then carefully hand-check each individual cigar before it is fit to wear the legendary Davidoff white band. In every second of enjoyment, there are decades of experience. In every way, it is time beautifully filled.
6: The Oliva family, the makers of some of the most affordable yet highest rated premium cigars available, continue in this tradition with the new Oliva Series B Melanio, a full-flavored yet smooth smoke, which recently received a 95 rating from Cigar Snob Magazine. Milanio and the other great Oliva cigars can be found at all smoke-in locations, so always ask for Oliva an unbeatable value, and an uncompromising quality. The Oliva family of cigars.
0: You know, some football players today remind me of
3: Cuban cigars. They're weaker, they talk too much. They don't pack the same punch they used to.
0: Take it from Mike Ditka, member of Camacho's Board of the Bold, and check out the new Camacho Carrojo line of smokes. Built for the expert palate and fine-tuned for maximum flavor impact, consistency, and quality. Pick one up today.
5: Awarded the 2014 Nicaraguan Cigar of the Year... With numerous 90-plus ratings, the Perdomo 20th Anniversary Cigar celebrates Tabacalera Perdomo's 20 years as one of Nicaragua's largest premium cigar manufacturers. Using only the highest-priming tobaccos grown exclusively by the Perdomo family, the 20th Anniversary Cigar has a tremendous profile with layer upon layer of rich, elegant, complex flavors. Visit your nearest authorized tobacconist today and experience the masterful blend of these Nicaraguan Puros, now available in extremely limited edition pyramid size in Sungrown Armaduro.
3: From the makers of the number one cigar in the USA in 2013, the Aging Room Quattro F55 comes yet another highly rated cigar, the Aging Room Bin Number 1, a full-bodied Dominican cigar made with some of the world's oldest tobacco in the market today from the harvests of 1997, 98, and 99. It starts out smooth and builds up in strength and flavor until it reaches its full potential, the Aging Room Bin No. 1. For the true connoisseur looking for a sophisticated smoking experience, with balance, complexity, and character. Aging Room Cigars. Blending is in our DNA.
2: Welcome back to Kiss My Ash Radio with Honest Abe, Adam K., the Brewmeister, and the lovely Lady M.
3: Wake up in the late afternoon Call Parnell just to see how he's doing Hello, what up, Pawns? No, Sandberg, what's cracking? You thinking what I'm thinking? Party up, man, it, it's happening first, <laughs> my hook of pangs I stick it like duct tape hit up that And back on some cupcakes the N.W.A. NWA. knows who N.W.A. is now I love those cupcakes I like oh, love those Welcome Josselin.
5: back, folks uh, You are listening to the final segment of Kiss My Ash Radio All of you, make sure uh, this weekend you stay safe we all know the Tropical Storm, Erica, is on the way, so be safe, stay out of harm's way, stock up on your bottled water. And your booze. Yeah, we may have a hurricane party here at the Casa de Monte Cristo Monday. Uh,
4: yeah, I'm, I'm coming to a, I'm going to a bar.
5: <laughs> we might be having a hurricane party. I don't party. have
4: any booze in my house. I have to clear <laughs> my cabinets out when I go on these health kicks, you know. <laughs>
5: no Boo. wine, no
4: beer, no booze.
5: Uh, big congratulations to our Zycar winner, Sean Mar- Sha- Sean Marquette of Michigan. Sean Marquette. I think no, I think he's in Marquette. That's Michigan. what I thought. I couldn't tell by my producer's writing. There was no comma. There was yeah. nothing. Yeah. Com- Sean you, in
4: Marquette, no, no. If, Michigan, not Sean
5: Marquette. Yeah, but if you read it, well, it looks Sean Marquette. Marquette. Comma is after Marquette. Sean Marquette, comma Michigan. Technically, there should be two commas there. Yes. Yes. A uh, 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 half-ass producer. That's what he's good at.
4: I like John. Sean. Mar-
5: Sean of Marquette, Michigan. Congratulations. <laughs> John, You'll be you're your appreciated.
4: Cool don't Cool Zykar.
5: He's not appreciated. You'll be getting your cool Zykar package. Uh, It'll be in the mail Monday. Lady M, it's time, courtesy of CLE and Asylum Cigars, to find out who this week belongs in a Cigar Insane Asylum.
2: Welcome to the Cigar Asylum.
3: Did you know I'm
6: utterly insane?
3: We all go a little mad sometimes.
2: Where logic and reason cease to exist. (laughs)
4: Drunken driver in school pickup line. Can you imagine where this story's going? Oh,
6: no. Looks this...
4: like this woman earned an F on her DUI test. <laughs> when She's Pamela, writing jokes now. When Pamela Brown tried to pick up her two kids at a middle school last week, she told one of them to get over there and drive the car <laughs> oh, in Ormond shit. Beach, Florida. This always is up in Flo- Orlando. Always
5: a Florida resident. Always. This always a Florida in resident.
4: Although her car actually had stalled out due to being out of gas in the parent pickup line. Oh, my God. Brown appeared to be running high on octane alcohol. She told her ch- kid to get over in the driver's seat and drive the car home, and then she stalled out. She brown blew a 2- .258, oh
8: my oh. God. which is three times over
4: the legal limit. Oh. So thankfully, her car stalled out before she or a child could drive. Cops obviously pulled her over oh right my there, God. DUI tested her, arrested her on the spot. But uh, yeah, Pamela Brown.
6: Great way to start the school year. You definitely
5: belong
4: in a cigar oh, and asylum second God. week of school. Congratulations.
5: Unreal definitely
4: parent of the year award
5: brought to you courtesy of CLE and Asylum cigars if you like big ring gauge cigars check out the Asylum brand it's made just for you uh, be safe this weekend <clears throat> uh, next week we'll be taking the week off Labor Day weekend it's so, Labor Day yes our producer will be doing the best of Kiss My Ash Radio next week do we so.
4: have Monday off of work
5: uh, yes we do we do Ooh, You're off Wednesday Gwen's said hey 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. Gwen <laughs> <laughs> don't have a job she got every day off of work <laughs> <laughs> somebody she's, she's gonna be mad I, listen, i'm always the, I, I have i live with four women yeah. and if you include my sister-in-law's who are constantly in my house It's like eight women mm-hmm. my sister's a woman i'm, I'm constantly in the doghouse somewhere no matter what so it's inevitable but either way be safe this weekend guys shut her down uh don't be foolish um hurricanes are no joke is it it's still a tropical storm or is it a cad one Well, it'll, get, it'll gain force coming over well, there. So we'll have
4: off of work on Monday, too, because it will not be safe to drive. So two Mondays in a row, no, off of work. You, no
5: one's excused from not being here on Listen, Monday. Listen,
4: if it's dangerous on those roads, I, I don't feel comfortable driving. Uh, Wilson, I'll be driving take, my computer take home at work. They'll,
5: they'll be around. Take Uber. <laughs> my traditional <laughs> no closing, excuses. life he'll is he'll short. will pay for the Uber, too. <laughs> yeah. Savor the moments that count. And never be afraid <laughs> to express how you feel, because if anyone doesn't like it, tell them to kiss your kiss ass. Kiss it. Be merciless, spare no cigars, smoke them all, let God sort them out.